Hi everyone, it's so lovely to be with you again today. For those who haven't met me yet, my name is Vivian and I'm the Assistant Minister at St Mark's Church in Emerald. What would you say if someone said to you that the measure of one's wisdom is the measure of their trust? You might think, hang on, wait a minute. I thought a wise person was someone who trusts no one. The wisdom that most of us grow up learning, whether we've been told it or whether we've learnt it through experience, is that the only person you can trust is yourself. Often our lives are full of hurt and disappointment and rejection and we learn through life that it's not safe to depend on others or to be vulnerable with others. We learn to hold our cards close to not open up, to not let others in, to not trust. And this kind of wisdom trickles down into our hearts, becoming like the script that we carry through life. Often we don't realise that we have a script, which is kind of like our default way of thinking. It's like an automatic default way of approaching life. It's like the combination of our emotional and rational reasoning that frames how we deal with life, its problems, its decisions and its opportunities. And it's actually what we kind of lean into in our day-to-day decisions without even realising it. Often because of the hurt and the pain that we've experienced in our lives, our Default script is one of fear or doubt or insecurity about ourselves or maybe being overly cautious or hiding behind excuses or even blame and frustration. And these emotional responses come to dictate how we approach life. They come to form the wisdom that we carry through life. Along with this kind of default wisdom, a lot of us also approach life from a very rationalistic mode. These are typically the people who will make a pros and cons list when they're coming to make decisions or when they're facing problems. They weigh up the the possible threats and the negatives versus the benefits and opportunities. Maybe these people don't realise that they're driven by emotional processes, but underneath it, their approach to life is also driven by perhaps the pursuit of comfort and security. So, for example, think about a CEO of a multinational corporation. It's ingrained into his pattern of thinking to make quick decisions based on the facts before him and based on weighing up the risks versus the potential benefits. And he's always approaching decisions and life with reason and logic. Not only does he need his company to succeed, but he needs his professional reputation to be known far and wide as well. He needs to feel valued and recognised, maybe because he's never really felt that before. So underneath his wonderful success is this subconscious script that he's carried with him his whole life, that he needs to succeed in order to feel any sense of self-worth. So we all live trusting some form of wisdom, 
some approach to life that we lean into automatically, both for the big issues in life, the big decisions, and for the small day-to-day decisions and our approach to operating in life, our approach to thinking about life. And even when we tell ourselves that the only person we can trust is ourselves, that we're the only one who knows what's best for us, that I'm the only one who knows what's best for me, this kind of wisdom can also let us down. When we realise that the decisions that we've made have actually turned out for the worse, not for the better. When our decisions have ended up hurting ourselves, we have to question, am I really the one who knows what's best for me? So what wisdom do you trust? Whose wisdom do you trust? What wisdom do you lean into? This is exactly the question that Proverbs 3 is trying to get us to ask. Because it knows the source of the wisdom that you can ultimately trust. Look at verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. So notice the link between the concepts of fearing the Lord and trusting him. Remember last week in chapter 1 verse 7, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Well, I think Proverbs 3 is unpacking what it means to fear the Lord. And it starts with trust, this fundamental requirement of all relationships. And this trust actually comes from a place of knowing the limits of your own understanding and the fallibility of your own wisdom. It's like saying, God, I don't know anymore. It's recognising that we don't actually know. And it's so counter to our culture, isn't it, to have that kind of approach to God. Our culture holds that human understanding, human wisdom, is the superior measure of what is right. This attitude of, I'm going to do what I think is best. Think back to Genesis 3 for a moment to Adam and Eve when they ate the forbidden fruit. Well, this is the same attitude that led them to taking the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They didn't acknowledge God's wisdom and the trustworthiness of his words, but they lent on their own understanding. So we read, lean not on your own understanding, In all your ways, submit to him. Do not be wise in your own eyes. So trust starts with a humble dependence. And we're also told to trust God with all our heart. 
Think about what it really means to trust someone. What is trust? I want to suggest that trust is a conscious act of unconditional belief in another's integrity. Let me say that again. Trust is a conscious act of unconditional belief in another's integrity. Trust is believing that God is who he says he is in every situation, in every season of life, moment to moment in our day. When you're hurting, when you're succeeding, when you're struggling, when it's hard, when you're happy, when it's good and when you're sad in everything, acknowledge who God is. Believe who God is. Believe in his integrity no matter what. Wisdom is trusting God. Now, in this chapter, we are given a couple of reasons for why we can trust God. Firstly, God can be trusted because he is the creator and the sustainer of the universe. Look at verses 19 to 20. By wisdom, the Lord laid the earth's foundations. By understanding, he set the heavens in place. By his knowledge, the watery depths were divided. In other words, God wisely created the universe and so is wisely sustaining it. He didn't make any mistakes in making this world and in making it in the way that he did. God's creativity was not accidental, haphazard, flippant or unfeeling. And he is sustaining all things now in this same wisdom. You see, because he holds the universe, he can be trusted. And he can be trusted with your life. Think about Job for a second. It was his revelation about the wisdom, the infinite wisdom of God in and through creation that brought him to his knees in full surrender and complete trust. God knows what he's doing. As the creator then, he is the one who is ultimately worthy to be trusted. He is ultimately the only one who is worthy to be trusted. Another reason this chapter gives for trusting God is that his wisdom is not detached from his love for us. Verse 3 says, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Think about these words, love and faithfulness, with capital letters. I can't help but feel that this verse is suggesting that the essence of God's wisdom is his loving kindness and faithfulness. You can trust the wisdom of the creator because she is ultimately defined by love and faithfulness. 
You can trust God because he loves you and he's always faithful to you, working all things for good. Even when things are stripped away from you, even when you've lost your job, even when you don't know if you've got enough money to feed your family this week, even in the face of rejection, even when loved ones die before their time, even when you can't understand why God would allow this suffering to happen to you. It is perfect wisdom to trust him, to trust his integrity as your loving creator who proved his faithfulness by his own suffering on the cross for you, who proved his power by his resurrection and who proved his love by the gift of his Holy Spirit. This is the wisdom that God is calling us to lean into. This is the script that he wants us to have written on our hearts, not the script of fear or panic or doubt or insecurity or self-reliance or apathy. This is the wisdom that we are being called to trust. I want to tell you about a man who was recorded about 50 years ago by two men, Alan Power and Gavin Bryars, who were working on a film about people who were um, living rough on the streets in London back in the early 1970s. And in the course of being filmed, this one homeless man, whose name isn't known unfortunately, he broke into a song. So with nothing to his name, with only the clothes that he was wearing, with no shelter, no home, with no certainty of his next meal, he was able to sing, Jesus' blood never failed me. Let's listen to um, him singing and sit with the power of his trust for a moment. Blood never found me yet. This one thing I know, for he loved me so. Jesus' blood never found me yet. Never found me yet. Jesus' blood. Never found me yet This one thing I know For he loved me so Jesus' blood Never found me yet Never found me yet Jesus' blood Never found me yet this one thing I know, for he loved me so. Jesus' blood never found me yet. Never found me yet. Jesus' blood 
Never found. This man scraped for his life was the unfailing power of God's love and faithfulness displayed in the blood of Jesus. This man's wisdom was his unconditional belief in the integrity of God, the God who loved him and would never fail him. This man's wisdom was his trust. Proverbs 3 verses 13 to 18 says, Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding. For she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold her fast will be blessed. For this homeless man, having trust in God's wisdom was enough. So what wisdom are you leaning into? In this season of great challenge for all of us, whose wisdom are you trusting right now? For the measure of one's wisdom is the measure of their trust in God's wisdom. I pray that the script, the wisdom, the heartbeat of your life would be complete trust in your creator who loves you and is always faithful.